Welcome back to The Collective, thoughtful insight on health, wellness, and functional medicine. This is episode two, and I'm your host, Doug Branch. I'd like to bring in the live voices that you will hear with The Collective. Uh, they consist of four healthcare professionals, Mallory Collins, Melissa Hedelikaitis, Dr. Adrian Jones, and the formulator, Jordan Park. Uh, welcome to the show, everyone. Let me open your mics so you can all say hello. Hi, uh, I'd like to first start out by saying I'm glad I'm the only one who has a nickname here. <laughs> You're welcome because I gave it to you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, let's just do this. Jordan, you went ahead and, and, and started it off. Uh, Jordan yes. is a, the formulator. He is the uh, owner of Roots Apothecary. Um, Jordan's going to bring uh, to the show from the, uh, the chemical side, or uh, you tell me what it is. What do you do? What do you bring into the show, Jordan? Sure, sure. Yeah, our main... But while our company, Roots Apothecary, is a product company first. So first and foremost, we, we formulate, uh, develop, produce product for the retail market and for the practitioner market. Um, and we've been doing that for the better part of a decade. Um, our main focus as a company is long-term systemic uh, nervous system tension and inflammation being at the core of, at least my belief is, after these years, it's at the root of everything. And if it's not at the root, it's, it's significantly hindering your progress. It's one of the largest obstacles. Um, by nervous system tension, I mean the accumulation of stress that puts pressure on your nervous system that would ultimately determine what operating state your body is in, either sympathetic dominance or parasympathetic balance. And there's a lot of information that goes into those things that I aren't fully necessary. Now, I'm going to stop you here because I'm the one person of this collective that has almost no idea what you're talking okay. about. So talk about the dominant, sympathetic dominance, those type of things for the average lay person that's out there. Remember, anybody could be listening. Sure. Yeah, yeah. You'll hear me talk about this ad nauseum over the next couple of podcasts. And it's going to sound like I'm saying the same thing, just in a different way. But it, because my true belief is that it all does come back to nervous system tension because... Nervous system tension determines the state of what I call resource allocation you are on, on a daily basis. Energy, resources, and what I call bandwidth is finite. You don't have unlimited energy. You don't have unlimited nutrition. So how your body allocates those resources on a daily basis determines are you in a destructive state, a, sl a slow burn destructive state, or are you in a constructive, proactive state? And, and Everybody's heard parasympathetic and sympathetic. Sympathetic dominance being your operating nervous system tension on a regular basis is leading towards what I call a maladaptive resource allocation. Resources are literally being diverted away from proactive health building processes to fuel the fight, flight, or freeze response, even if it's on a low level. So your resources are being, your finite resources are not being put towards health building processes, and I can go into more detail on this, they're being put towards very reactive short-term outcomes because the sympathetic state only cares about what happens right now, and it doesn't care about your plans in the future, your health, your health building. It cares, what do I do at the moment? There's a, there's a very physical element to this, and there's a very mental element to this as well. As you dip into sympathetic dominance, you become what's called lower brain dominant where your brain literally lands on fear-based, stress-based outcomes. And so people literally get neurotic and fearful and mm -hmm. 
uh, argumentative and grumpy as, as that sympathetic dominance goes on. Parasympathetic balance would be, which I think it, it takes very intentional action these days to establish parasympathetic balance. It doesn't just happen. The pressures of society and environment, which we'll all talk about, push people deeper into that sympathetic dominance on its own. And so you got to put what is called like counterweights in place, counterbalance measures in place to help calm that nervous system. So you spend more time in that parasympathetic balance where your resources are towards reparative and growth processes, which I'm sure is going to bleed very well, transition well into massage and things. And, and like let's that. actually do that right now. Let's transition because most people that, uh, that are looking for health and wellness from the non-traditional places there you, that you would go are coming to a Mallory Collins or a Melissa Hedelikaitis here at Lakeside Wellness uh, for massage therapy. You guys are both involved in that. Mallory, talk real quick about the things that you do, um, how you evaluate when someone comes in, what's your professional expertise in, in working with your client? Let's see, I love, starting with I love starting with assessment on range of motion. So that's something I do. My background is sports. I used to work for a junior college football team and baseball team. So really the kinesiology of how the body works and where we're limited in movement. Movement is huge for the health of the body. And so with that, I really like doing a range of motion assessment, um, seeing where that is, asking them where the pain is, where it hurts. And then you go into muscle, you know, origin, action, insertion, those kind of things. Um, assessing inflammation is one of those things where it usually and happens. Save that one because that's going to be the topic that we talk about okay, just a little absolutely. bit later in the show. We're going to all attach ourselves to inflammation and what each of okay, you do perfect. to handle that. So I do like focusing on pain management and how the body performs. I work with a lot of athletes, a lot of weekend warriors, those kind of things. Since 2020, um, I've shifted a little bit because all the events got canceled. All of my Ironmen were no longer doing events. My marathons weren't happening. Uh, boot camps weren't happening, personal training sessions weren't happening, and what I saw was this huge shift to I'm just stressed and my body hurts. Um, I had, it doesn't have to perform anything. It doesn't have to go anywhere. I don't have any events coming up. And so it was interesting because I used to work on this is a problem, this is how we fix it. It turned more into stress and mental and seeing how massage helps the body go into um, the parasympathetic system right and so that way it's healthier cortisol levels go down lesser stress that kind of a thing hopefully i answered that correctly no it's every all, all <laughs> answers are good yes. melissa we want to invite now melissa yes. hedelikaitis she's also a licensed massage therapist and owner of lakeside wellness and apothecary and uh, melissa as you pull the mic up to be able to uh, to talk with us tell us what you do what you're seeing with your clients uh, in your business today thanks doug um I feel as though that now massage has become what we would look at on our cars of where the fuel goes down and it's an indicator or a signal towards inflammation in our body. And right now in a time of when people are more working from home, they're less at the office, um, their, their entire body is being changed into hunched over, low back pain, more neck pain. Um, we're tending to focus, especially now for me, is on the same thing with Mallory, is we are really focusing a lot more on the stress that's happening more in people's lives that they haven't been able to manage. And 
when energy is depleted, that pain signal kind of indicates to us where we go as massage therapists. And we have two types of clients that come in. We have one that could come in and get a massage and feel like their pain response goes down and then the inflammation goes down. And the other client is client B who comes in, who has a ton of inflammation. We work on them and then they go into this. We worked on them too much because their inflammation hasn't necessarily changed. It actually has fueled the fire inside of them. So what now that, that we have come to appreciate, Mallory and I, is we have these amazing people like Dr. Jones and Jordan who have given us some other tools and modalities to try and use in our practice to help suppress that inflammation a little bit better, not only with product, but with certain things that like IV therapy and stuff that can really help somebody who can't take the touch so much because the inflammation goes up. We're trying to calm that pain signal down. You mentioned Dr. Jones and functional medicine, something that I know absolutely nothing about, really, Dr. Jones. Explain to our listener, when you hear that word, functional medicine, what does it really entail and how do you use what you do with the IV therapy to be able to uh, work with uh, everyone else at the table? So functional medicine is basically trying to find the root cause, Doug. And the root cause can be a lot of different things. So as a family practice provider, we're trained to figure out what's going on and fix it or refer it out to the right person. So uh, like we've got several people here at the table here that all have a mixed bag of, of skills. So working with them is something that we would do. Um, going back to Jordan, he went through in a, quite a bit of detail about the sympathetic parasympathetic balance and let me just kind of expand on that that's pretty much the basis of almost everything uh, so like your sympathetic system is uh, in a fire alarm is what would get you out of there so like doug what would happen if your uh the fire alarm went off right now and uh, what would happen to your muscles Probably tense up. Tense up, right. And what would happen to your heart rate? Elevate. And what would happen to your breathing? Probably get faster. Faster, right. That's what we call survival mode. And so the, the flip side of that is what would happen, false alarm, you come back in, what would happen to those things at that point? What would happen to your muscles? Hopefully they would relax. And what would happen to your breathing and heart rate? Go down. Okay, so that's like what Jordan was saying. That is... Uh, healing mode or you know what he was talking about you know getting allocating resources to build up okay so what we're basically doing in a functional approach and when it comes to inflammation is we're looking at three things and I call them the three T's thoughts trauma and toxins and those three things uh, we're trying to eliminate those. So they could be environmental. They could be like you could have a gas leak in your house. You could have black mold in your house. Um, it could be uh, your stress levels at work. It could be a relationship. It could be so it could be a lot of things. So we just kind of break that down. And that's not something that I can do in like a, you know, a typical 10-minute doctor visit, right? So I'm not going to figure out that uh, you've got black mold in your house in 10 minutes. So 
That's what makes uh, a functional doctor a lot different. Uh, one, for one thing, that we have to spend more time with the client. And uh, we have to basically do almost like uh, Dr. House does on the show. We've got to get into your house maybe or we've got to really dig deep into your life and figure out what makes you you. Let's dig deep when we come back into inflammation. Probably the number one issue that brings people to the table is inflammation. We'll do that when we come back on The Collective. Welcome back to The Collective. I'm Doug Branch, your host, alongside Jordan Park, Dr. Adrian Jones, Melissa Hedelikaitis, and Mallory Collins. And guys, as we left off our first segment, we were getting into what are the different things that are problems for people. Probably the biggest thing that I hear is inflammation. Uh, Melissa, let's start with you. Inflammation, when someone comes in, number one, we know inflammation as in like if you twist your ankle and it swells up. For the lay person out there, what really is happening? Because that's not the only place that you get inflammation. You can get inflammation from stress. Dr. Jones mentioned that in the first segment. Let's dive into everybody. What do you guys do to take care of inflammation and more important? Well, let's get into that later. What is inflammation? I mean, for, for me, inflammation comes in, you know, an array of different things, right? We get a scrape. The, the tissue starts to inflame, starts to get red, um, and then there are certain bacteria that gets in there that tries to heal the wound and tries to, you know, make that area decrease in its swelling. And I think when it comes to inflammation for massage, we deal with it in so many different ways, not only inside from the gut that comes out and can be exposed out onto the skin, but we also are dealing with inflammation of just the tissue layers and the stress that comes into the tissue when we're massaging. And I do feel as though that when we are approaching, if there is an injury to an ankle, if there is an injury to a rotator cuff, that that inflammation needs to calm itself down in order for there to be a level of better range of motion, better blood supply that gets there to help take care of the injury. Um, but as far as what's going on with inflammation, it's just a response to our body of a problem area inside of the connective tissue. And uh, we try to do different things with modalities to try and reduce that in massage. Um, I don't know if Mallory has anything more to add to that, but I mean, inflammation has, I mean, it's a whole, it's a whole Wikipedia. Well, and you, you mentioned that and, and I did do a little background uh -huh. and, and inflammation, it, it came up with basically this statement. It's when your body encounters offending agents. So viruses, bacteria, toxins or chemicals, you know, I used to think inflammation was just like, oh my gosh, I hurt myself. And, and it's inflammation happens from what I understand when something's wrong. That's the body the trying to do it. So Mallory, yeah. talk about that, Mallory. Um, inflammation is something that it's a good, right? You're, um, if you get injured, your body sends more blood to that area so that it stabilizes it, right? If you roll your ankle. ankle Which is why it swells. Yes, right? So more blood, edema sets in. Awesome. Your body's like, please don't use this ankle, and it actually can't move, right? Mm -hmm. So that's beneficial so you don't hurt yourself more. And that's where like ice, rest... What is it? Rice, like rest, compression. inclination, um, compression and elevation, right? Yeah. Help. And then that inflammation goes away. Then your body goes, okay, we're good. You're doing your part. Now we can heal. Mm -hmm. um, now we don't, I mean, in sports, I used to see a lot of ankles and 
you know, lots of wrapping, lots of ice baths, lots of those kind of things. In the general public, it's almost like your body keeps sending um, all these inflammation cells, these helper cells, and it's too much. You need to figure out the problem so that your body doesn't constantly have to send these guys out to, quote, help you because they're hurting you, right? And stay in that fight mode. Yeah, right. Too many cooks in the kitchen, that kind of a thing. And so there's that level where the awesome part is, is just getting on a massage table, automatically people start breathing different. Cortisol level just goes down. When you wake up and you know you have a massage that day, I'll have people come in what are we focusing on today? And people are like, you know what? Yesterday my back was really bothering me, but now it's kind of gone. It is amazing on how much the mind sets up your body on how it feels, right? Your body tells you how it feels. So granted, you know, your, your shoulders are still tight, but they're not yelling at you anymore. Now some people come in with chronic, right? Like this is killing me. I can't move my neck. Um, and so it's neat to see that massage tangibly moving out everything literally helps the body, right? So we know that increased circulation, increased oxygen to the blood cells, um, better range of motion, um, your better sleep, better yeah, mood. better sleep, all mm-hmm. the things um, that happen just from getting a quote typical massage helps with inflammation in general. Uh, Jordan, when it comes to designing your products that you do at Roots Apothecary, what are the things that you do to deal with inflammation, um, both acute inflammation and chronic inflammation? I'd like to first speak on uh, a little bit about what you guys talked about, um, like how I would view your explanation just now okay. is, is you are doing both short-term mm. and long-term help because when you talk about, you know, you're moving tissue and you're moving, uh, r- helping resources go towards wherever the injury is, right. you're also calming that nervous system. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when that nervous system calms and they go home, mm-hmm. you know, One pain, affects the other. Yeah, so pain true. is stress and stress yeah. is pain. And both of them are so closely intertwined. So if you right. give them some temporary relief in that pain mm-hmm. and you can bring that nervous system tension down, their experience with that mm-hmm. pain decreases and therefore there can be a snowball effect in a positive direction instead yes. of a negative. So, um, and then it's, I also want to comment before I go into our product, like what our goal is. Our goal is not to be a doctor at, at, at Roots Apothecary. If, if there is a short-term, uh, very symptomatic issue, then, and I can relate to this because I just had a horrible staph infection, like pretty bad staph. And I tried to knock it out with our herbal stuff. But some, some of these infections and highly inflammatory problems need intervention from um, I ended up on antibiotics, which I absolutely am not happy about. But then also um, uh, Dr. Jones's IVs, and I strongly believe that that put me, you know, in a in a better place of resource allocation. So all these things, I'm when I hear people talk, I'm always like, this is nervous system, this is resource (laughs) allocation, this is, you know. So I think that's awesome the way you said it. Just totally Mm -hmm. clicks with me. Nice. but Thank God we have both approaches. Right? Yeah. Thank God there was an antibiotic to, right. to help you. Not that it's great And then a to probiotic take, to balance yeah. out. <laughs> well, that's, that's where we come in, right, mm-hmm. is, is if there's a, a problem that is out of control, you have to put that fire out. Mm-hmm. There and, you go. But you have to continue to do the work. And a lot of people stop doing the Absolutely. work after mm-hmm. the intervention. Yeah. And this is why we're sick. It's yeah. because it is a, a it's on a quick fix. Yeah. You feel better, so you kind of stop thinking about it. And that's I believe that's the way the human brain is wired. To keep lighting those matches. Right. Waiting for a fire to happen. 
and that's that's what happens. It would go through these cyclic phases. This is the same thing with stress, anxiety, inflammation, where some we start manifesting the problem, mm -hmm. so we're going to do something about it. We start feeling better, so we stop giving it attention. We go mm -hmm. back into our ways, and I don't think anybody is innocent yeah, of that. No. I'm super guilty of it, mm -hmm. and I'm knowledgeable of this <laughs> right. cycle. And it's at your fingertips. <laughs> yeah. I um, too. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but our product from the product standpoint, there's a couple of pathways that we're really interested in. One of them is obvious, and that's nervous system tension. So when we roll adaptogens into almost every product that we make, the intention is to build what's called stress resilience, so that when I experience a physical or mental stressor, I'm not responding with so much stress hormone on a regular basis. Ultimately, that resilience helps lower over time your operating nervous system tension. So when I wake up and I experience the day, I'm operating with parasympathetic balance. And I'll still have sympathetic activity and I will still have stress, but my baseline when I, after I experience that goes back to a balanced state yeah. instead of staying in that elevated sympathetic activity. Like Dr. Jones's example earlier, the problem is people aren't returning to that parasympathetic balance because so much of our stressors are intangible. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, so adaptogens are going to be a part of every routine, including our inflammation routines. Also, the gut. I'm highly interested in gut permeability, gut microbiome, and ultimately those two things leading to gut inflammation. And as far as our products go, I want probiotic and, and prebiotic and anything that we're doing to try to address uh, inflammation of the gut because your microbiota really is highly influential of not only the inflammation in your in your gut but then right on the other side of that gut lining the majority of your immune system lives so if I've got poor integrity of my gut lining and I've got a high level of inflammatory bacteria in my gut creating things like lipopolysaturates and other toxins and I've got gut permeability getting across that single cell lining and across through those tight junctions that widen with guess what stress mm -hmm. widens those tight junctions making my gut more permeable I'm going to be activating that immune response right on the other side and then that that, inf that immune system on the outside of your gut is sending a signal to the rest of your body saying we've got a problem and we need to deploy to f to, to address this issue the problem is those issues are persistent and all the time oh, unless yeah. you have a health, unless yeah. you really are intentional about your gut health. Yeah. And so your in inflammatory response are chronically deployed. And when they're chronically deployed, it all goes back to me, at least how I view it, energy and resources. If your immune system is chronically being deployed towards things getting into your bloodstream that shouldn't because of your gut health, mm -hmm then it'll be spread thin and not be able to address real like adaptive immune system issues. So your recognition of actual toxins and pathogens is not only going to decrease, but your ability to act on them. So people, you know, when they're highly stressed, they mm -hmm. get sick. Mm. Yeah. When they have a lot of inflammation and yeah. injury, they're more likely to get sick because yeah. their resources are depleted. And I'll thing. say the same thing, like I think with Mallory too, mm -hmm. and probably Dr. Jones sees, is when people come in and have a back issue, mm. they think it's their low back, but sometimes it's actually could be constipation. It could right. be that their stomach is really not feeling good, and that Exciting. shows its sign oh, and yeah. like low back issues. Kidneys. And and they don't realize, you know, a lot of the time that you know it is coming down to clear. The gut is a brain. Right. right, and that 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 gut system is trying to tell the entire body what's going on, and we somewhat again, the word signal, we, 
we don't catch the signal, you know, if we don't catch so that, as you guys you know, typically see it before the individual because you all know, you know the body so well. That's crazy. Eventually, it so, is crazy. So, Dr. Jones, Jordan brought up the fact that here he went through this staph infection and part of it was coming to you for treatment. I guess you can kind of talk about what were the things that someone with his situation you would attack? What, what, what are the type of IV, IV therapies that you would use to try and help him with, the, with what he was describing to you? So what uh, we typically try to use are, are natural products that go in and destroy the bacteria. So there are, contrary to popular knowledge, uh, a lot of things that you can use and take in, in an IV that will kill bacteria. So things like peroxide, uh, things like ozone, and colloidal silver. So those are kind of the most common things that uh, most offices would use. But, you know, let me digress a little bit back to that and uh, get, get kind of my take on the, the inf inflammation part and how we deal with that. Um, most of our patients, and I, I think a lot of people that are listening to this, uh, want to look at inflammation if it's like a sprained ankle. Okay, they get the, the, the redness, the swelling, uh, the uh, loss of function, you know, they can't move that ankle, um, heat, all those things, right? But you don't really realize that you've got inflammation going on internally. And I'd say probably most of the patients that we've seen here have some kind of brain fog. And I bet a lot of you out there have some brain fog. Uh, and it's becoming more and more common. You know, Jordan was talking about number one thing, and I think this one thing that makes my approach a little bit different is that the first thing I look at is your brain. Because if you ask yourself, like, well, what controls everything in your body? It's your brain, right? So just like Jordan talked about, sympathetic, parasympathetic, where are you at on that? And you're, and he's, he talked about a little bit about where – how you're getting constantly challenged with all these little things that happen to you throughout the day. You know, like I'm sure like right when you wake up, your body has a cortisol response. That's your, your, your body just dumps steroid into you. And if you can't do that, or you have just a tiny amount of it, then by lunch you're worth nothing. And so if you guys are wondering like, what, what can I do to help myself? Because I can't get through the day like I used to. So, well, that's a functional approach, right? Because you go to the doctor, and the doctor looks at you, oh, your your blood counts, you're not anemic. You know, there's... Looks normal. Everything looks <laughs> looks fine. And that's great that they can do that. But what else... What Because you're not... You don't have, like, a tumor. You don't have anything going on that's knocking you back. Well, but you can't function. So that's functional medicine, right? So, you know, going back to... Uh, what I was saying is like you have to have a response to that stress with you should turn back return back to parasympathetic within ninety seconds. And if your brain can't do that, then it goes into destructive mode or it goes into survival mode. Wow. Right? So that's what we're looking at, not just oh, the typical sprained ankle, mm -hmm. right? Where you just had the, you, oh, I'm not inflamed. I don't have any swelling on me. I don't see any swelling. Or maybe you, my hands look bigger than what they used to. Mm -hmm. But I don't, I don't have any pain there. Mm -hmm. So that's what we're looking at in a functional approach and coordinating all that. Like Mallory was talking about, 
oh, is it range of motion? Well, you can't stretch as far as you used to because those ligaments and muscles are inflamed. Well, why is that? So, and that goes back to those three, that three T approach. And you have IVs for that. And you, yeah, there's IVs are a part of that, right? right. But a, IVs might, may not be a part of that. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, it, it's all about how we can, what, re, you know, what resources that you have mm-hmm. to be able to come in and get, get the IVs or may not have and what your time factor is because the IV is not instant. And, you know, it may be something that, that that's a has-to-be thing. You have to have them. Yeah. But it could be herbals. It could be medications. Okay. So, and it could be a whole, whole host of other things. So there are, I mean, there's so many, I think there's many more shows to come mm-hmm. to what, these are all the tools that we have. Mm-hmm. That uh, it could be, I could give you something as simple as breathing. You know, just breathing right mm-hmm. or vagus nerve stimulation. There's so many different things that we can do that can bring that back into a balance. So I don't want to take up the rest of the show. But, but there's not a one-size-fits-all, and that's where you come in. It's, it's, it's tailoring, right? Yeah. It's so it's Beautiful. like I said, it's like uh, coordination of care. Nice. So this is what we can do. I can't do, like we don't have uh, uh, an EWAT in here, but I know, Jordan, you've got one. Uh, that you use personally. What is that? So is what that is EWAT? Right. Go ahead, Jordan. Tell them. I don't want to take up the whole show. <laughs> no, you please answer this. You're going to be more educated on EWAT. <laughs> right, Jordan's like, don't put that on me. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. So EWAT is just exercise with oxygen. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you basically, you get oxygen, and there's, uh, when you're exercising with it, like an oxygen concentrator mm-hmm. cannot make oxygen fast enough for you to just breathe it, right? So you, you got to wear a mask okay. that so you can exhale that, and when you breathe back in, there's like a valve on it, right? Okay. And you breathe back in, you're breathing back this oxygen, but it can't make it fast enough. So the oxygen has to be put into like this big bag okay. that holds it, and you just exercise with it. And there's like a there's a method, whole method to this madness, to where you can like turn down the oxygen to where you're literally kind of like your O2 saturation comes down and you're kind of starving for it a little bit, then you flood it back in, and then you just get this hyper-concentration of oxygen in your blood, and that's killing off bacteria. So, like, say for when when he was going through, like, I I didn't catch him on, we didn't know each other on the beginning of that, Mm. that, uh, that infection that he had, but that would be something if he was, depending on how sick he was, like, if he's laying in bed, that's not going to be a thing, right? But if he can still function and maybe do like a hand bike there and do go. that, sure. Nice. Because that oxygen, oxygen kills off viruses, bacteria, and mold. Mm-hmm. So that's something that I would incorporate if anybody can do that. But you may not be able to jump in and make the investment to You're get right. that. Well, there's a that's clinic mm-hmm. that, yeah. that I can refer you to that has that. There used to be one in Parker Square. Y'all need to get one here. Yeah, yeah. yeah if we we just don't have the room the right room. now. I know. Yeah. There you go. There you go. 
Yeah, or we may, we may or may not have the room. So now this, and uh, you know, one thing that we're looking at getting here is like an infrared sauna, right? So that's that's a whole other episode. Yeah, but let me let me just say that I think I think I answered that question pretty good. You did, you did. But there's lots of stuff that we can talk about, and I'm pretty excited about doing that. Get the information. Oxygen part two goes into the ozone. Exactly. So like you say, you're too sick. Ozone is is basically oxygen, okay. which is, uh, you know, like what we're breathing is O2. Mm-hmm. Okay. People know? ask me all the time. Yeah. Like, we do ozone therapy, and they're like, I don't know what yeah. that is. So it's O3. O3? So O3 is like an, an oxidative therapy, which means, like, oxidation is just, like, rust. Okay. You know, that's, that's like, you have a metal, right. and any time the metal becomes oxidized, it's, it's rusting. Hence antioxidants. So, yeah, so hence antioxidants. So antioxidants prevent rusting inside your body, mm-hmm. right, the oxidative process. But in order for your body to kill something, okay. it has to oxidize it, right? So your white blood cell, for example, surrounds a bacteria mm-hmm. and then dumps peroxide, mm-hmm. which oxidizes the bacteria and makes a hole in, in, the, in the wall of it, and it get, you know, basically ex- implodes. Nice. And uh, that's, that's how the bacteria dies. So, Great. like, we can just bypass that by giving you, like, ozone, and it just goes in and hits it, and boom. Nice. I feel like yeah. we should all be hooked up right now. I yeah. know, right? So there's, a, there's that's other... A, that's another topic. That's another <laughs> show it's topic. It's also anti-inflammatory, right? Yes, so it goes default. in when you have, like, uh, uh, placking uh-huh. of, of the, of the walls of, okay. your, of your arteries. Yeah, so it goes in and, and basically drainos that. And pulls that plaque so off in a, in a safe way. When you say Drano, some people may yeah, think, right, what, right. "What are you putting in me?" Yeah, it's not in, like in a, in a safe bleach. way. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's not bleach, but it's it's going in and in, in in a safe way with no side of you know. It's very, you, your body has to have oxygen, right? Right. It, you, you can't. You don't have oxygen, you suffocate. Mm-hmm. So there's not really a way that you can be harmed by this. Okay. Um, you know, there's definitely a risk to it. I mean, there's always a risk with any procedure. Everything. So, you know, there's a risk by drinking too much water. True. Mm-hmm. You know, you can die from that, yeah. right? So there's a risk with anything, in, but it's it's all like, you know. And that's why we have doctors. That's yeah, why I'm not we giving myself ozone. Right. That's exactly. where you come in. Exactly. Exactly, mm-hmm. Mallory. Sure. It's perfect. So. so I think, uh, like, I'm listening to all these things. I'm trying to be a, someone who doesn't know about this stuff. And one of the things that I'm thinking is process, because we have a lot of modalities being tossed out here right now, and they're all important. Mm-hmm. But where would someone who's just getting started on this, they're listening to this, and they're like, this is a lot. There's a <laughs> lot of information out there already, right. a lot of stuff that's going to conflict with what we're talking about, too. So what would be, like, the fundamental Go ahead. start? To well, so what I was going to say is, let's save that for our next episode. Okay. We've okay. talked about inflammation. You guys have given the, the, the yeah. listener a lot to think about. Let's get into the symptoms of acute and chronic inflammation. Things that people may not think about that what you would come for massage therapy, for ozone therapy, to use your products, Jordan. Uh, let's do that next on The Collective when we get back together for episode two. We thank you for joining us. Of course, Jordan Park, Dr. Adrian Jones, Melissa Hedelikaitis, and Mallory Collins. For The Collective, I'm Doug Branch. We'll be back next week.